Preface to Myths and Legends of the Great Plains. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Wales. Myths and Legends of the Great Plains by Catherine Barry Judson. Preface. From the edge of the darkening land, where stand the mountains which encircle the earth plain eastward toward the sunland, lie the great plains of America. Smooth and flat and green they stretch away, hundreds of miles, rising from a dead level into a soft rolling of the land, then into the long green waves of the prairies, where rivers flow, where the water ripples as it flows, and trees shade the banks of the gleaming water. Here, amidst the vast sweep of the plains which stretch away to the horizon on every side, boundless, limitless, endless, lived the plains Indians. Standing in the midst of this vast green plain on a soft May morning, after the thunder-gods have passed, when the sun is shining in the soft blue above, and the sweet rain-swept air is blown about by the four winds which are always near to man, day and night, standing far out on the plains with no hint of the white man or his work, one sees the earth somewhat as the Indian saw it, and wonders not at his reverence for the mysterious one who dwelt overhead beyond the blue stone arch, and for the lesser powers which came to him over the four paths guarded by the four winds. It was Wakoda, the mysterious one, who gave to man the sunshine, the clear rippling water, the clear sky from which all storms, all clouds are absent, the sky which is the symbol of peace. Through this sky sweeps the eagle, the mother of Indian songs, bearing upon her strong wings the message of peace and calling to her nestlings as she flies little wonder that to some tribes song was an integral part of their lives and that emotions too deep for words were expressed in song other songs there were with words songs of the birds which fly through that soft tender blue all around the birds in flocks are flying dipping rising circling see them coming see many birds are flocking here all about us now together coming Pawnee. The power to fly has always inspired Indians of all tribes and of all degrees of civilization with wonder and reverence. The bird chiefs have their own places in Indian myths. Owl is chief of the night. Woodpecker, with his ceaseless tattoo on the trees, is chief of the trees. Duck is chief of the water, but eagle is chief of the air. It is always Eagle who is chief of the birds, even though Wren may outwit him in a tale told by the fire glimmering in the teepee, when the storytellers of the tribe tell of the happenings in the days way beyond. It is Eagle who inspires admiration and becomes the most sacred bird. Round about a tree in ever-widening circles an eagle flies, alert, watching o'er his nest, Loudly whistles he, a challenge sending far, O'er the country wide it echoes, their defying foes. Pawnee. In the breeze that rippled the long grass of the prairie and fluttered the flaps of the graceful teepee, waved also the corn, sent by old woman who never dies, the ever-returning life of the green thing growing. 
in the ravines and on the lower slopes of the grassy waves of the prairie bellowed the buffalo or grazed in silence having long since come up from the underground world and become the source of the indians food clothing home utensils and comfort endless were the charms and enchantments to bring the buffalo herds near his camping ground severe was the punishment meted out to the thoughtless warrior whose unguarded eagerness frightened the herds and sent them away over the plains and prairies at other times swept the thunder gods with their huge jointed wings darkening all the land and flashing fire from angry eyes which struck down man and beast terrified were the indians when the thunder gods rolled vows made to them must be kept for relentless were they o grandfather prayed the indian when the sky was black and the lightning flashed as he filled a pipe with tobacco and offered it skyward o grandfather i am very poor somewhere make those who would injure me leave a clear space for me then he put the sacred green cedar upon the fire the cedar which stayed awake those seven nights and therefore does not lose its hair every winter and the smoke from the sacred burning wood rolling upward appeased the rolling thunders the authorities used in this compilation are those found in the annual reports of the bureau of american ethnology and the publications of the united states geographical and geological survey contributions to north american ethnology of the various ethnologists whose work has been used those of especial importance are alice c fletcher whose wonderful work among the omaha and pawnee indians is deserving of the most careful study j owen dorsey james mooney and s r riggs no claim whatever is made for original work indeed original work of any kind in a compilation such as this would impair the authenticity of the myths and therefore destroy the value of this work nor has any effort been made towards style the only style worth having in telling an indian legend is that of the indian himself k b j seattle washington End preface